is a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You know, just before we went to break, a caller was wondering, uh, he was in the role of devil's advocate, was wondering if the uh, if this uh, Connie Lamarck Chagog was justified in his behavior uh and why did he get arrested if all he did is verbally confront the officer? I guess that argument's out there and it can be made. That really wasn't the focus of my attention. It was the lack of respect for authority that struck me. Right off the bat. Uh, you know, if I come home and there's a police car in my driveway, uh, first of all, I'm going to wonder what in the hell happened. Uh, but it's not going to occur to me to tell him to move his bleeping car. Right, so you can park. That's not going to be the that's first That's not thing how I'm going to start the conversation. Right. Okay, let me try to link this to some other items. I think I stumbled on something today. Here's a coffee shop in the Bay Area, Euro Frisco, mm-hmm. uh, that will no longer serve police. Uh, <laughs> and, and and the reason they give, and this is this helped me come up with a new theory today, the reason they give is they won't serve police for the safety of their customers. Meaning? A coffee shop in Oakland is refusing to serve law enforcement officers for the physical and emotional safety of our customers and ourselves. Hasta Muerte Coffee, an employee-owned co-op, will not serve officers in uniform and turned away an officer a few weeks ago, as reported by NBC in the Bay Area. Oh, messing with karma there, but go ahead. The sergeant who was turned away from the shop a few weeks ago said he was surprised by employees refusing to serve him, but walked out without any incident or any coffee. So he was very calm, well, cool, cool, and collected. You're not going to serve me? You don't want my money? Right. Somebody else will take All it. All right, yeah. Coffee shop owners did not respond to requests for comment on the policy, but a post on their Instagram account showed a photo with writing in Spanish that says, talk to your neighbors, not the police. Uh, the writing below the photo describes an exchange with a uniformed police officer on Feb 16, and the post clearly states, we have a policy of asking police to leave for the physical and emotional safety of our customers and ourselves. The post includes another picture of Facebook posts in which people object to the shop's policy because they refuse to serve a sergeant in uniform who was also the president of the Latino Police Officers Association of Alameda County. Huh. On top of the post, the shop wrote the words, not my president. So they're a little all over the map here. Okay. Not ready to make the link yet. No. Yeah. I'm going to link that. And the behavior of Chagog. uh, Where's my story? To this from the failed academy. Oh, sorry. I was uh, on the phone. So we're going to go right. I don't need it. Are you sure I got it if you need it? No, I don't have time. I don't have time. Hosts must go through safe space training. Muslims must have space for prayer. Gender-neutral restrooms are a must. Those are among the recommendations in a two-page inclusivity checklist at Georgia Tech University for any group planning to host an event on campus. The list, released by the Student Government Association's Cultural and Diversity Affairs Committee, was obtained by the College Fix, which is a great site to monitor the destruction of the academy. <laughs> they feed you some man every once in a we while. We wanted huh? to make students more intentional in ensuring that everyone feels welcome. Barry Johnson-Smith from Diversityville 
told Georgia Tech News, they're simple guidelines and we are not really taught about these things. For example, students are advised to accommodate overweight people by providing seating for all sizes. You got to get the seating. Double, okay. Got to get the double strength chairs, I guess. <laughs> Hosts should include trigger warnings against things that might come up at your event, like rape, sexual assault, racism, self harm, transphobia, homophobia, violence, etc. The student leaders suggest using words like women, not females or girls, as well as avoiding slut shaming or hyper masculinity, promoting or assuring a particular standard of manliness. Wow. Hosts, they add, should take your own privilege into account. I, I think by that they would only mean a white host or something. Ah. Before the event, they suggested going through safe space training and providing a private spot available for people to go if they are triggered or overwhelmed. To ensure all genders are included in respected people, depending on how they choose to identify, uh, could wear name tags with their preferred names or pronouns. The checklist also has a strong emphasis on LGBTQIALBCMNOOOOOP inclusion. Be prepared to challenge homophobic, transphobic ideas and opinions during the event and incorporate discussions and workshops with LGBTQIA and 14 other letters in your meetings and programs. They also suggest making an LGBTQIA-friendly organization the beneficiary for fundraising events or service days, as well as checking if sponsors, vendors, etc., have a positive stance on LGBTQIA inclusion. Uh, this, this Sunday, Georgia Tech Division of Student Life is hosting an inclusive leadership conference called uh, Inclu- Inclusivity. Uh, the change starts with you. Okay. All right. What links... The behavior of the fellow towards the St. Paul policeman. The policy of the coffee shop in Oakland. And Georgia Tech uh, having to have space, uh, safe space training and trigger warnings and what, what everything else they want. What links those three? I'll answer the question. Uh, I'm going to answer the question because I'm asking it rhetorically. Okay. I'll answer the question. Okay, good. It's not only a lack of respect for authority, the prospect of admitting that authority exists is antithetical to the to Mysterians. To a Mysterian, there can be no authority figure. Right. Because authority suggests a right and wrong. Suge- authority suggests a judgment. Mm. Authority suggests... Uh, a truth. And Mysterians don't want anything to do with the truth. Mysterians only want to be whatever they happen to feel at the moment. And authority doesn't come into play in their thinking. So whether it's, uh, uh, see, you can't handle, like if a cop came to an event at Georgia Tech, that would cause these students, whoever would adhere to this nonsense, that would cause them to feel emotionally uncomfortable. Why? Well, that represents authority. That's authority. And they don't want anything to do with authority. So it's not only a lack of respect for authority, it's the very idea that authority shouldn't exist. And so you got a coffee shop in Oakland uh, 
probably catering to an immigrant community, I would guess. That's one of the reasons for their paranoia. They're probably saying, we don't want cops here. That's that's an authority we don't want to answer to. So why do they not want authority? Uh, because then it's a free-for-all. That that would lead to chaos. Right. Uh, but it's the it's the denial of authority that seems to be more pronounced, well, at least part and parcel to the result being a lack of respect for authority. Uh, the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of us who acknowledge authority, it would logically follow, have some degree of respect for it. If you don't acknowledge that authority exists, whether it be a parent, uh, a, a teacher, a pastor, a police officer, whatever, if you don't acknowledge authority, it logically must follow that you would have no respect for it. So I think it's authority and what it represents that, that is, is, is a part of the heart of the mystery. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's unfortunate, but it makes sense. What's that? We're, we're messed up. This is Chad. Chad? Hi, Joe. I just, you know, I think about double, double standards here. Remember our bakers that got tortured to death because they wouldn't bake a cake for a gay wedding? Yeah. I, and I think of the, I don't think the cops are losing any sleep over this, as you well reported, but. The double standard of a cop going and saying, hey, can you get me a cup of coffee? No. Where's the CLU on this? Mm-hmm. Or the ACLU on this? I, I, why aren't they rushing into great defense of our police officers? Because the cops won't make an issue of it, and the, and the it, ACLU it, doesn't want any part of it. Yeah, well, exactly, but it is the double standard for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, thank yep. you. I think there might have been more that I didn't read on the Oakland mm. coffee shop. Uh OPDs. I don't know what Oakland Police Department's recent attempts to enlist officers of color and its short-term touting of fewer officer-involved shootings does not reverse or mend its history of corruption, mismanagement, and scandal, nor a legacy of blatant repression. The facts are that people of color, women, and queer police are complicit in upholding the same law and order that routinely criminalizes and terrorizes black and brown and poor folks, especially youth, trans, and houseless folks. For these reasons, so many more, we need the support of the actual community to keep the place safe, not police. The sergeant who was turned away said he's looking forward to talking with the owners to hopefully build a better relationship with them huh. and the rest of the community. The Oakland Police Officers Association sent the shop a letter asking to open a dialogue about its policy. Well, the cops are reaching out. It's uh, it's the denial of authority. It's it's the It's the belief that there should not be authority. Ain't that the authority song? John Cougar Mellencamp. What do watermelons do in the summer? I don't know. They go to John Cougar Mellencamp. I told that one before. Rick from Harlingen can call that one in. You want a ray of hope? 
Uh, yeah, it's it's not Positive Thursday, but you've been bringing me down a little bit with that last those last couple of stories. Just a minute. All right. Oh boy. Here's today's ray of hope. Mike writes, Mister Mayor. My son is a senior at a local suburban high school. Mm-hmm. He's in the band, and they are traveling to Hawaii during spring break. Good gig. I attended their final rehearsal last night. In addition to opening with the national anthem, where everyone stood, they also played Battle Hymn of the Republic, America the Beautiful, and My Country, Tis of Thee. They will be playing these songs and others at their Remember the Heroes performance at Pearl Harbor. After their performance, they will observe the wreath ceremony and a flag and trophy presentation and then visit the USS Arizona Memorial. This gives me hope that there are still some schools that the Euphorians haven't overrun. P.S. My three sons are named Joe, Tom, and Will. No foghornable names in the family. Hail the Flashlight King, Mike. That's more than just a ray of hope. Uh, But you know why this is sent to us? Why? I think this is becoming increasingly rare. Uh, that's a change in my thinking. My my thinking has been that this is this is more typical than we think. And my new thinking is uh, since February fourteenth, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. My not that there's any connection between shooting and songs. My new thinking is this is not as typical as we think. My new thinking is this is rare. Uh, if it wasn't, oh, I see. Okay, I got what you're saying now. Yeah, I understand it. I didn't follow it at first. You're saying. I'm saying this is this is becoming increasingly rare that a high school band, for example, in a large metro suburban area, mm-hmm. uh, would be playing such patriotic songs uh, and attending a wreath ceremony at the USS Arizona and what have you. That's 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 fantastic. And before, as recently as. A month ago, I would have said, you know, this is probably pretty common. The time. This yeah. is probably pretty typical. Because we only tend to hear, uh, we only tend to hear the stories of the mystery. We don't hear the rays of hope. Yeah, we do. They're, they're sent to us, and they're increasingly rare. I wonder what makes St. Albert the Great's fish fry so good. I'm not a big fish fry guy. Hard work. Because you don't like the greasy part of it. Fish fry, you know, I'd like my fish broiled or baked. or. Uh, You know, if I was a fish guy, deep fried would be pretty good. I do like... peel all that off. A baked piece of walleye is, if it's made at the right place, I'm not, that's not, I'm not hurting to eat that. I take the, I take the crust off. Why? That's the whole deal. Oh my, come on. Like state fair food. No, yeah, that's right. Oh man. That's a good crunch to it. Oh man. Yeah, if I'm forced to, I pretend it's a piece of chicken. Is this our artist? Yes. That's fanfare. Look at how the artist hit the post there. Yes, Greg Holcomb. Hiya, Joe. Hi. That was a funny drawing you have of Rick from oh, Harlingen. Man, is that... Well, and Bob is <laughs> and Bob... actually Bob is buddies coming over here really shortly to watch some hockey. But I wanted to let you <laughs> see if you noticed Bob's a true GLer. Yeah. With his Texas-shaped golden belt buckle with a GL on it. 
I'm going back to it right now. I don't have the website. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have the and, website. And then on his cowboy boots, yep. it's etched in there so you can't see it real well, but he's got a spark plug. <laughs> oh, Bob's Is that here. Bob? All right, goodbye. Bob? Goodbye. Bob's right. coming over to Bob. the house. Bob must be in town. Yeah, that is. He captured it. He did all the artwork in the book, Garage Logic, the Companion uh, Guide to Life in the Radio Town. He's done all the maps. He did a, an extraordinary piece for me uh, talking to Marjorie Johnson at the fair. Yep. You can go to our website and enjoy his work. And th- he whipped this off yesterday, apparently moved by uh, Rick from Harlingen, giving us another one of his inopportune calls during the news. And Bob, his buddy, Bob was, was two doors a, we down. We had not heard of Rick's friend Bob before. He was the subject of a, a bar joke. Uh, uh, not a joke, but a story about Bob being at the bar. With That's the, right. Uh, with the, uh, the, the guy leaping on the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, uh, he has captured that. Well, back to the uh, email, the Ray of Hope, the uh, suburban high school senior who was playing in the band. Uh, yeah, un- unfortunately, my new thinking is this is rare. This is rare. We can't be getting away from I don't know that. what school this is, but it's just far enough away from the tallest buildings to get away with this. But it's rare. It's it's Man, that's uh they're going to Hawaii. That's rare too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's a that's an expensive spring break. Uh yeah, the parents are gonna open up the wallet on that one. Somebody's they got a car wash or something going through. Those for that. things ain't cheap, those trips. We're gonna be back in a moment, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota at Federated Insurance where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vail from the Wall Street Journal, and I think he's got good news. And we do indeed have good news today. Stocks are rallying. The market is getting the benefit of a strong employment report for February. It looks like we are poised to have gains for the week as well, as right now the Dow Jones Industrial Average is ahead 367 points. The NASDAQ Composite is up 115, and the S&P 500 is up 40. Strong hiring is drawing people into the labor market. The Labor Department said employers added a much better than expected, 313,000 workers to their payrolls last month. That was the strongest monthly gain since July of 2016. More than 800,000 Americans joined the labor force, and that kept the unemployment rate from dropping. It held steady at 4.1% for a fifth month in a row. Former pharmaceutical executive Martin Shkreli has been sentenced to seven years in prison for securities fraud. Prosecutors had asked for at least 15 years, citing the breadth of Mr. Shkreli's frauds and a history of public disrespect for law enforcement. His attorneys had asked for 12 to 18 months in prison. Instead, he gets seven years. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Thanks for the good news, sir. We'll talk to you in about one hour with hopefully more good news heading into the weekend. We'll try. All right, appreciate it. Hey, the 1500 ESPN Bracket Challenge is just around the corner. Brackets revealed on Sunday. Ready to fill yours out? Sure. Right after that, grand prize winner will take home a Napoleon LEX 485 RSIB propane grill, courtesy of Patio Town. Runner-up, a 55-inch TCL Roku TV. That's a pretty nice second prize, plus many prizes for the winners of each round. More details? You want them? Well, you can get them. Go to 1500ESPN.com, and you will find all the details coming soon. It is the 1500 ESPN Bracket Challenge.
Retrievers. Thank you, Joe. And this report is brought to you by Catholic United Financial. Day three of the 2018 Boys State High School Hockey Tournament is today. Uh, we have one final. Orono defeated Matamidi 5-4 to four in overtime. Right now, Hermantown and Alexandria are tied at one apiece. Uh, we got about five minutes left to go in the first period. Later today, Edina will take on Duluth East. Then number one, Minnetonka will battle number five, Centennial, uh, in the Class 2A action later today. Timberwolves returned from their five-day layoff and extended their season-long losing streak to three games with a 117-109 loss to the Boston Celtics last night at Target Center. Nyanma Belalitsa. I know I butchered his first name, but that's fine. Uh, He led the Wolves with 30 points last night, a career high, along with 12 rebounds. Who got hurt in that game? Somebody got a terrible injury. Uh, uh, The guy from Boston. Manny's sitting right next to me. Manny, what was his name? Uh, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Thank you. Knee? I, was, I mouth player. the words as Manny does. Knee right or there. foot, Manny? Didn't they bring out a stretcher? In lower the body, game? I think it was lower. Yeah, no, he he went up for a dunk. He got fouled, and then he lost he lost his grip on the on the rim and fell Ooh. down. Like, oh man! Basically landed Ooh. like on his head almost. Aren't you shocked that his neck. that doesn't happen more yeah. with the way they dunk and and land on their feet like that? Is that guy okay? Well, he got up and he got up on his own power and 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 walked out walked out of the arena. So okay. and he tweeted late last night too that he was doing okay. All so, right. but I I gotta imagine they're going to go through some sort of concussion protocol with him. Right. Uh, Wolves are off until Sunday afternoon when they host the champion Golden State Warriors at two thirty p.m. While they're in Vancouver tonight to take on the struggling Canucks, who currently have the second lowest point total in the Western Conference, Wild sit with eighty three points, which is fourth best in the West. Uh, this will be the first of a back-to-back for the Wild. They are in Edmonton tomorrow night. Puck drop is at 9 p.m. tonight. And our Loons, they are back in action tomorrow night for game number two in the 2018 season. They take on the Orlando City Loons. Uh, Lions. United. You were oh. close. United's a good guess. Uh, yeah, the Lions. United. Kickoff tomorrow night is at 6.30. You can hear the action right here on your home for Minnesota United FC, 1500 ESPN. Joe, I... I didn't, um, I didn't warn you ahead of time, but mm-hmm. he was listening down south and heard us talking about him last hour. And he he called and he normally doesn't call in back to back days, but um, he's on he's on hold on line ten. Rick, um, hi Joe, how are you? This is Rick from Harlingen, uh, Texas. How are you? Uh, fine. I will not take up a lot of your time, but I do. Uh, I, I saw on the piece. That your artist man uh, put together, Greg Holcomb. I'd, I'd like to know who uh, provided Mr. Holcomb with a picture of of me, because well, I, that I, is spot on. Is that it? That is spot on, all the way down to the. You know, I, I've been out in the uh, sun a lot. And my my face is not perfect, right? And I don't put uh, oils or creams in my face. Uh, it's, uh, but I I, I appreciate not. This is an unfound celebrity. I, I had no. Uh, well, you're, you're, uh, yeah. People can go to the website and you know, take a look at you and your your friend Bob. Yeah, and and if, in the absence of Mister Hyde, I would not like to cheat uh, Mister Reavers on his newscast. I know he has been right. absent earlier this week uh, due to uh, fatherly duties. But however, I would like to leave you with no, the, no, uh, we, no, no. This, this one is is, is very very uh, short. Yeah, very short. And you are Irish, correct? I am. Well, we do not have a lot of Irishmen down here in Harlingen, Texas. But uh, there's one man that I can think of, O'Malley. Mm-hmm. 
And he was down at the mall the other day. He could not find a parking spot. He wanted to, uh, he's got a little, he's got a pickup truck and he wanted to park that pickup truck. He needed a little room and he could not find a spot. Right. After much frustration, he, uh, he uh, he pleaded his case to the Lord up above, right. and he said, "Lord, if, if only if I could find a a parking space in this parking lot, well, if I do, I promise to uh, give up the Guinness and put down the whiskey, and I'll go to church every Sunday. Yep, I promise. Right. And uh, well, lo and behold, the uh, the clouds parted, the the sunshine came through, and and a spot opened up just on the end." And a quick thinking O'Malley uh, replied to the Lord, never mind, one just opened up. Hello? Everywhere, he, he, had, he had found one, but uh, prior to uh, I, I get being it. locked I, in with the Lord, I, get so it, yeah. I, I do believe O'Malley, he's about, he's about six down. Right. He's about six trailers down. He's got a double wide, and it's uh, nice. Very good. Brand thank new. you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Joe, and right. I appreciate that picture, Mr. All right. Holcomb. All right. Uh, Chris, you can continue. Thank you. What's uh, what's going to happen when Rick shows up at the fair? I don't know. Oh boy, don't give Ingie any ideas. Can you can you get a direct flight That's, from Harlingen to apparently the you can. Okay, I think Sun you country, can. Right? I would imagine. I think. Yeah, I, I'll uh, find out from my friend at the airport. All right. News notes from today: a bronze plaque with the Ten Commandments is no longer on view at the St. Louis County Courthouse in Hibbing. Property management removed the plaque at the direction of county administration. Sure. St. Louis so County. So preemptive strike Hell, here. You don't want those things up there in a courthouse. You're right. Yeah. St. Louis County Communications Manager Dana Cazell tells the Hibbing Daily Tribune that officials consulted with the county attorney's office, which recommended removing the Ten Commandments based on past court decisions. County Administrator Kevin Gray says the northeastern Minnesota County received a letter last month from the Madison, Wisconsin-based Freedom From Religion Foundation questioning the plaque. Gray says the law and norms have developed considerably since the plaque. (laughs) I got some rules. Why do you buckle to these fruitcakes? I don't know. I'm so tired of being alone. I'm so tired of... (laughs) I got some rules for you. Help me. How many are there? Ten. We'll take them for free. We'll take 10. Remember that joke? Yeah. We'll take 10. We'll take 10. Maybe Rick will call back. No, no, no. 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 I, we won't let him through. Once is, a, once is more than enough. The plaque reading God's laws had hung below the county seal and the words district court since the courthouse opened in 1958. Hmm. Uh, Bruce had this during his So they up- raced the 59 Pontiac uh, hearse up there and threatened him. Huh? Rapidly. <laughs> yeah. Rapidly. Yeah. Uh, Bruce had this in his bottom of the hour update, but worth repeating. Mark- I, I, my question is what? What's my question? Uh, How is that going to make life better? Right. Who benefits from that? Those are two questions now. Mm-hmm. Martin Shkreli. They're, they're just basically rules for living. It really doesn't make any difference what particular faith you might be. They're right. just basically pretty sound. Don't steal anything. It's just advice that don't you kill, know, anybody, uh, kill anybody. Yeah, don't don't be grabbing your neighbor's right. wife. Right, no groping, yeah, none of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Don't be messing with the lunch lady. Right, you know, you Boom. know, do what your mom and dad tell you. Right, tell the unless, truth unless you really want to think you can get away with it. Right, maybe that's number eleven. Mm-hmm. Never mind, Lord. One just opened up. Martin Shkreli. An old. Uh, I wonder Rick knows how old that joke is. 
Well, it's all yeah, about that's, the delivery. I mean, I knew that one. And he tried to make it be a local guy, his yeah. friend O'Malley or yeah. whoever it was. Yeah. Martin Shkreli was sentenced today to seven years in prison for securities fraud. He cr- cried in court as he apologized for defrauding investors while being sentenced by a federal judge. Shkreli cried as U.S. District Judge Ki- Kiyo Matsumoto he made many mistakes and apologized to investors. He was convicted of securities fraud last year for defrauding investors in two failed hedge funds. He said he is the only person to blame, not the media, not the government, nor his business partners, and that he hopes to make amends and learn from his mistakes. He says, I'm not the same person I was. I know right from wrong now. I know what it means to tell the truth and what it means to lie. Um, yeah. Did he say that before he was sentenced, or was he already sentenced? I think he had already been sentenced. Oh, okay. He so he wasn't that. fishing like, I'm really, 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 really sorry. Uh, for those that might not be familiar with this uh, weasel, uh, editorial comment from yep. the newsman, okay. he's the one that um, bought the life-saving drug that was a, it was an anti-AIDS preventative drug, and he marked it up about 5,000% just because oh, he owned yeah. the- Oh, uh, yeah. That's he, right. He owned the patent on it. He's, huh. a, he's a little weasel. Good so. A public search organized for an Eden Prairie man missing since Tuesday afternoon was canceled yesterday after a body was found. Family and friends of Joseph Best, 52, were planning to gather at 2 p.m. at Pax Christi Church for the search, but that effort was called off shortly before it was about to begin, according to the Eden Prairie Police Department. Investigators learned around noon that his car had been impounded. They conducted a search in that area, then discovered the man's body at around 149 p.m. Uh, Chris, might I offer you a bit of congratulations? Oh? It's March what is today? The 8th? 9th. The 9th. It's March 9th uh-huh. and you have had no scan contributions yet in the year 2018. Well, the show's not over. No, I know. I didn't Don't mean to what are you messing didn't with mean to jinx you. I didn't up? mean to jinx you. I gotta be on the year till 6. No, I've, been, I've been listening carefully for, uh, you're not even repeating stories that Height had. You know, and, and because as Rick so eloquently pointed out, I, mm-hmm. I had missed a couple of newscasts earlier this week because I was tending to my oh, children, yeah, so right. I was even worried that I might have repeated a story from earlier in the week, but I, uh, Tried to make sure that that didn't happen. Well, I think you're doing a fine so thank, job. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate the uh, kind words. Uh, just a moment. Coming back with Dave Dahl and his weather forecast for the weekend. I think so. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 32 degrees. We have filtered sunshine out there. Clouds are going to increase a little bit later on tonight, so we should have mostly cloudy skies after dark. Uh, That'll keep us to about 19 for the overnight low light winds. Saturday, cloudy skies. Um, We're going to have a chance of light rain and sleet kind of mixing in the afternoon to mainly snow by evening. Uh, It really doesn't look like a lot at this point, but a half an inch, coating to a half an inch, uh, not out of the question here. 37 for the high tomorrow, so any snow that does fall probably is just going to turn to wet roads. Saturday night, same story, some light snow or flurries, 26 for the overnight low. That's when it could stick a little bit. Sunday morning, still some flurries around, but it gets up to 38 in the afternoon. Again, most of it will melt then by the afternoon hours. We're going to stay in the upper 30s for Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday up to 45, Thursday 52, Friday up to 57. And by that time, a lot of our snow on the ground will be 
probably pretty much gone. 32 right now, Joe. We're heading for a high today of probably close to 34, and I have the records for the day. May, I'm sorry, I'm a Freudian slip. Yeah, right. <laughs> March 9. March 9, 61. 61. In 1879. In 1879. That's amazing uh, that 61 is the high for this date. That, yeah, you it's would think low. it would be a 70 by it's now. It's pretty low, yeah. Yep. In 18 what? Uh, 1879. I see. And 10 below. 10 below. In 2003. In 2003. Thank you. Yep. Uh, to corroborate what an emailer uh, told us yesterday, a listener emailed Wayne State University yesterday after hearing that they had decertified a Christian club on campus. Yes. Because the Christian club asked of its leaders that they be Christians. And Wayne State University was quick to run in there and say, no, that's discriminatory. Well, they've backed off uh, quickly. Uh, and uh, the uh, school, the uh, group has been recertified it's been on the campus for 75 years they uh they at least they took a step back and said let's think about this and came with the right result okay i i I was unaware of the story that reavers had in the news so i went and got it from him a bronze plaque with the Mm. ten commandments is no longer on view at the st louis county courthouse in hibbing a property management uh, removed the plaque at the direction of the county administration. I don't know if does that mean the janitor came in with a screwdriver and took it down, or is, it, is the building owned by someone and the property management was acting? Uh, St. Louis County, like. St. Louis County communications manager, Dana Cazell told the Hibbing daily tribune that officials consulted with the county attorney's office, which recommended removing the 10 commandments based on past court decisions. County Administrator Kevin Gray says the Northeastern Minnesota County received a letter last month from the Madison, Wisconsin-based Freedom From Religion Foundation questioning the plaque. And so they, rather than, I suppose, rather than risk a court case, right? That's why they caved to these people. Uh, Gray, who's Gray? County Administrator Kevin Gray said the law and norms have developed considerably since the plaque was installed decades ago. Yeah, the bottom has fallen out of moral and ethical integrity in the country. You're right, Gray. The norms have developed considerably. There are no norms anymore. There they go. Yep, there they go. Is this uh, audio of them racing up to hit? Curtains and all. (laughs) Okay, here's what's what's interesting. Uh, Either somebody in Hibbing contacted this foul group right. in Madison. Yep. Or or the group must have form letters that they send out to every administrative building in the country as though fishing and and hope that they get a bite. It's all it could be only one of the two. And it's then they unlikely. See okay. It's un, unless there is there a chapter of the hey, look that up. Is there a Minnesota chapter of the Freedom from Religion Foundation? Is there a Minnesota chapter? What upbringing did Annie have that she has turned into such a an ogre? <laughs> wonder, wonder what her youth was like. 
Is All right, a, uh, FFRF uh, chapters. Is there one in Minnesota? I've clicked, and I'm going to find a list here. Annual report. Nope, I do not see a list yet. Let me do a little more. We got California, Colorado, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Kentucky, Maine, Minnesota. Does have a chapter. Lake Superior Free Thinkers. Okay, so maybe, maybe it was one of the free thinkers. That's close to Hibbing. Well, there's two. Now there's two. There's Lake Superior Free Thinkers and Grand Rapids Atheists and Free think, uh, Free Thinkers. Well, that's it's very plausible then that somebody from either one of those groups had business in the uh, in the courthouse. In Hibbing, and said, whoa, and blew the whoa, whistle. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. yeah, fulfilling their fulfilling their chapter responsibilities, right? And doing an incredible amount of kiss up. Yeah, and so so they contact. Maybe that's how it happened. They'll they be cited at the meeting. And hats off to uh, calling the Ray. Yeah, Ray got us up in uh, in uh, Hibbing or St. Louis County. And I suppose they would tell you that they caved so quickly because they didn't want to uh, uh, put the taxpayers at risk. Man, I don't get it. So they win. They always win. Remember, they. my favorite is they race to the scene of a Martin Luther King uh, Day celebration yeah. in New Mexico where hymns were sung in a public school. They Imagine were singing that. gospel music. Imagine that. A gospel <laughs> song was sung at an MLK Day celebration, and the Pontiac Hearse raced out there and, and levied a, leveled a complaint. They should have overcome and just turned that thing around and said, get the hell away from us. <clears throat> Do we have a scramble today? We do have a scramble today, and then, uh, but wait a minute now, um, hang on, you had requested something from me. Oh, Tommy wants, I, uh, Tommy wants to hear a little Lori Morgan once in a while in place of Al Green. I, Al Green's my go-to guy, but I don't mind giving Tommy a few bars of Lori Morgan. Oh, yeah, that's not, uh, yeah. that's, we can, we can handle that. All right. I don't know when you're going to do it. But. Well, we'll do it right after the scramble. We'll pull the scramble down and do it. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. <laughs> the music of Count Basie and his great band. <laughs> and the man I want the is Joe Suchere. Give me the gold. I want the gold. Huh? Yeah. Yep, sure. Hell I had no, no idea I was going to be this good. No. Huh? Hello? A lot of people like to jog. Yeah. How did all these people get in my room? <laughs> <laughs> Come fly with me, we'll fly, we'll fly away. It's 1-1, Hermantown, Alexandria at the start of the second period. 1-1, Hermantown and Alexandria. The winner to face Orono, which defeated Matamidi 5-4 in overtime. There you go, Tommy. He called a press conference to ask for more Lori Morgan. <laughs> oh, it's not hard to listen to. 96 this was. This was 1996. Really? With the Beach Boys. Haven't heard of her since. She was looking pretty good there, too. Yeah, back then. <laughs> you know. So were we back then. Right now, she's looking like a lunch lady. 
What do we have tonight, Edina and Duluth East and Minnetonka and Centennial? Yes, and you predict uh, Edina and Minnetonka, correct? That's, That's what your I final? predict, but my predictions are worth whatever it costs you to listen to it. Gives it a certain panache. Yeah, yeah. Fifteen hundred ESPN is what? KSDP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's thirty-three, two, thirty-two, and uh, Patrick will be coming up. We got 